welcome to Endurance Minded. It's the podcast that aims to redefine what it means to reach our full potential by exploring how movement and mindset impacts our lives and how we can all work to show up as the best versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Taylor Thomas, founder and coach at TEC. In this episode, I speak with Stacy Conti. Stacy is the owner of Mother's Pathway, where she's a coach that focuses on working with mothers as well as other individuals to help them get the most out of their lives, to help them reach their full potential, and to help them really uncover what it is that's holding them back. Um, this is a really amazing episode. If you're an individual, like, like so many of our listeners are, certainly where so many of us find ourselves stuck, whether you're a mother, uh, a parent, or, uh, or otherwise, if you're someone who finds yourself stuck in um, putting yourself at the bottom of your to-do list, unable to make time, feel like you're juggling a million things all at once and never quite making progress, never moving in the direction of the things that you want. You feel like you're saying yes to too many things that don't support how you want to live your life and the person that you want to be. If any of this kind of general sentiment resonates, then this is going to be a really amazing uh, episode for you to listen to because Stacy really shows up and understands what it what it looks and feels like to be that person that's juggling a million different things that has the family the job um, that has the the uh, the PTO board meetings that has all of the community events all of the million different things that are so often in our orbit and she knows what it looks like to be in uh, an unhealthy place with that, or a place that's certainly not in alignment with who she wants to be, how she wants to show up for herself as well as her family and friends. And she made a change, um, and she shifted into a place that allows her to, uh, to understand what it looks and feels like to show up in her full capacity and be the best version of herself. So she's a massive advocate for showing up for yourself first, something we've talked about a lot on this podcast and something that I am uh, an advocate for uh, above all else. Um, We also talk about um, just what it looks like to prioritize yourself, um, what what it looks like to add value to the relationships that we're in, um, her version of self-care and how we can redefine that and understand that to, uh, to include that in our lives in a more consistent and meaningful way. We talk about removing clutter so what do we say no to? What are the things that are cluttering our lives, that are, that are entering our orbit, that are bogging us down? And Stacy does a great job of, of outlining and understanding that, yes, we have a million things that we want to do. Our lives are busy, but there is an opportunity for an upgrade, and there's, there's massive potential on the other side of removing this clutter. And the list goes on. We touch on a variety of different things uh, where Stacy and I share uh, mutual interests and passion. And she was so open and vulnerable and honest. And, and I really, really enjoyed uh, speaking with her and just having an honest connection around things that we're both so passionate about. Our worlds intersect in so many different ways from her background uh, as well as her interests and in, uh, passion and, and current uh, career of helping others uh, reach their full potential and really uh, in a sense, kind of get out of their own way and understand what it can look and feel like to to step up uh, and step into to our full potential. So, I, uh, I hope you'll listen to this one from start to finish. Stacy has uh, amazing uh, amazing insight and is uh, such a, a joy to speak with her. Um, so, 
sit, uh, sit down, carve out some time, um, get out a notebook, take notes, listen to some of the key parts uh, over again if you need to. We'll be providing a free resource uh, that Stacy uh, is offering up in the show notes as well. So look out for that and you can check out uh, more of Stacy's work um, and connect with her via social media, her website, uh, and this free resource. So I hope you enjoy this conversation uh, with Stacy Conti. Hello, endurance-minded listeners. I want to tell you about a really amazing opportunity and something that I am massively excited about that's coming up at the end of September of this year. As listeners of our show may know, I've started a new venture uh, back at the beginning of this year called Impact Initiative. And Impact Initiative is focused solely on giving individuals opportunity to the tools and resources they need uh, to reach their full potential. So think part leadership training, part movement, part mindset. It is the culmination and combination of all the things that I care most deeply about and my work um, as a coach, as an entrepreneur, um, as a business owner, and all of the different facets and outlets of my life where I see an opportunity for uh, a conversion and a, a combination of skills and tools that people can leverage and deploy in the world so that they can go out and make the impact that they want. So with that in mind, we've created uh, an amazing opportunity called Destination Impact. This is gonna be September 28th through October 1st. We have an amazing retreat facility in the mountains of North Carolina where we're providing an all-inclusive experience for four days for all of our attendees. We have a beautiful property on the top of the Blue Ridge Parkway overlooking an amazing valley. It's gonna be myself and the co-founder of Impact Initiative, uh, Christine Hernandez. We're both gonna facilitate this experience along with um, uh, meals provided by uh, a chef on site. Uh, so we really want this to be an immersive experience and something that really provides the opportunity to pattern interrupt and get out of our normal routine so that we can have access to new experiences, new thoughts, new ways of thinking, um, and clarity in the direction of the things that we care most about. So the way that I like to think about this is if we want to have something different, we have to do something different. And so often we look for solutions in our regular lives. We look for solutions in the pathways and down the same roads that we've taken before. One of the most impactful things we can do is to remove ourselves from those homogenous environments, remove ourselves from the same old, same old of our daily life, and put ourselves in a position to actually experience things and see things in a different way. And that provides access to new ways of thinking, new opportunities for clarity, new ways to think and feel about who we are, what we're doing, and how we go out in the world and make our impact. So that's what Destination Impact is all about. It is that pattern interrupt. It is that opportunity to rethink how we do things, rethink who we are, how we want to show up for ourselves, and how we want to go out in the world uh, and make the impact that we were created for. So if this is something that sounds like you need, then I want to invite you to this retreat opportunity. Destination Impact is for anyone who's looking to really show up and get clarity on how they show up for themselves and how they show up in the world. So again, um, part movement, part mindset, part leadership training. This is an amazing opportunity to 
get a comprehensive experience uh, when it comes to really understanding what it is that makes us uh, tick, what it is that makes us thrive, and the tools and relationships and resources we need to take that information, go out in the world, and deploy it in a way that allows us to make the impact we want. So again, that's September 28th through October 1st of this year. You can find out more information in the show notes. Uh, send us a message directly at enduranceminded.com or you can look at the Impact Initiative website, which is impactinitiative.network and find all of the information you need. The destination retreats uh, are in um, the toolbar at the top of our website. So if you're someone looking for a change, if you're looking for that pattern interrupt, if you need to shake things up, if you need access to new knowledge, new people, new relationships, new ways of thinking, then this is for you. And I'm so, so excited to, uh, to get this kicked off. Um, it's gonna be the first of many and it's something that I can't wait to provide to our community at large. So again, Destination Impact Retreat, September 28th through October 1st. Um, let us know. Click on the information in the show notes or reach out if you have any questions. We hope to see you there. Hey, Stacy. Welcome hey, to the How are you? Good. How are you? I'm great. Um, I am, uh, I'm super excited to chat. We have lots of places uh, lots of intersections and kind of our shared interests and passions and, and what you do and your story. And uh, I'm excited to see where that goes. But one of the things that struck me in, uh, when I was reading a little bit about you and we were trading some emails to get set up for, uh, for, this, uh, for this podcast recording was you mentioned that um, how important it is to show up for yourself first so that you can then show up for others. And I know you work with a lot of, uh, with a lot of mothers or are focused on working uh, with mothers. And that's certainly uh, um, uh, someone who I see uh, really struggle with this often, right? So you have your kids and, and family, maybe a partner, you have work. There's all of these different things going on in places where um, you feel a responsibility, of course, to, to show up for it. And, and, but what that often does is it puts that individual kind of at the bottom of their own to-do list. So I'd love to hear your experience and, and in that space and then just why you feel like it's important to show up for yourself first so that you can be that person that you want to be for, for everyone else or all the other responsibilities in your life. Sure. Sure. So yeah, I mean, you can't pour from an empty cup, right? So, um, and you can't give what you don't have. So if you don't love yourself first, how are you going to love your loved ones and, and, Mm -hmm. and further your relationships and, and sort of move forward. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've sort of experienced that, you know, I've had these little, little, probably big, (laughs) right. Aha moments, you know, so, you know, being a mother, you know, I worked in the, um, Fortune 500 environment for over 25 years, right? Um, And I had, you know, my daughters now are 15 and 13. um, But I worked for many, many years where I was um, trying to show up fully for them and trying to show up fully for work, right? And neglecting myself. Um, So I would go to work. I would try to be, you know, 100% at work, do everything at work, come home, try to check the box. I said yes to everything. Um, I was on the board, um, wanted to hide that I had a professional life. And then when I was at work, I was trying to hide that I had a a personal life. Um, and you know, I would have to 
do something with my children and I would be like, oh, I have a doctor's appointment. I'm not really going to their game and, you know, things like that. I wanted to be like very corporate, right? Um, so I, I let go and, and there were many instances where, you know, and then, then I'd come home and I, I'd not finish something at work. I'd come home and I've had dinner with my kids. And then, um, you know, I would like sort of check the box there and not be fully present because I would be thinking about what was going on at work and what I left there. And then I'd be like, okay, let's go on to the next activity. Let me drive you here. And I never really had a chance to really, it was just checking the box. I was physically there, but I wasn't mentally present. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and then one morning I'm like making lunch for my kids, you know, and then I'd come home and I put them to bed and then I'd like start drinking wine and then, then I'd like eat some ice cream and I'd watch some Netflix, you know, I had a bad day that happened. I had a good day that happened. Right. So then (laughs) one morning, you know, I, I was making lunches. My older daughter says to me, like, you are like, you look horrible. And you're always in a bad mood. And I was like, wow. wow. Right? Um, you know, so from there, I was like, that was like my big moment where I was like, I have two little girls that I'm raising here. Right. You know, and they're very busy. And um, so from there, I was like, went to go see a coach. Um, and she helped me very much to give me tools. And then I'm like, she's on to something here. Right. Then from there, it sort of snowballed, you know, so I was like self-care, you know, um, not having these, you know, these bad relationships, saying no to things, setting boundaries. Um, and I became a coach. Um, I, you know, ended up, you know, still working. I got my MBA. Um, I really think that a lot of self-care has to do with learning. And I'm, I don't mean formal learning. I mean, like asking people stories and their experiences right, right now being here with you is, is a form of self-care for me because it's learning from you. Right. Um, and then, you know, from there, I also went back and I got, um, a master's degree, something I'm very passionate about, about cognitive learning and teaching adults. Right. So, um, I got a master's degree from Georgetown, um, in adult learning. And, um, then from there, you know, I got a bunch of coaching degrees. Um, I'm also a mother of, um, uh, athletes. So my daughters, um, compete on a global level, um, for Irish dance and we travel the world doing that. Um, most recently we were just in Nashville at nationals. Um, so I do know, the performance performance aspect of that, um, you know, and I just, you, and, and another, yeah, you know, I'm sorry. And then I'll just let you talk. There was another incident actually, where, you know, we talk about neglect. Like, so I was running that marathon, right. And doing all of that stuff. And for months, this is another story. I had it like a, a, a pain in my arm and I ignored it. And I was like, so if my daughter had a pain in her arm, she would be at the doctor the next day right? I had a pain for months. So I go to the doctor um, and the doctor's like, and this poor man, it was like, he was probably like just graduated from medical school like the day before. <laughs> I think it was my doctor was on, on vacation. So he yeah, takes yeah. my blood pressure, right? Like my doctor's on vacation. It's like the first time I'm seeing this young gentleman, right? Like seriously, he was like a 12 year old doctor. It was like, do me house on. I'm like, so my blood pressure is like off the charts and I got transported to emergency room because like my blood pressure is off the charts because I'm not taking care of myself. I'm eating badly. I'm drinking badly. I'm not exercising like I did. I was an avid, avid group exercise instructor before I had children. I taught spin. I taught everything under the sun. Stop doing all of that because I had to take care of other people. So I get transported to the emergency room. Um, they don't even know what's going on. And they say to me, um, I think that you're having an aortic separation and we have to, I live in New York, we have to transport you to um, Columbia Medical Center in New York City. Mm. So finally they got it under control. They realized with a bunch of tests, they realized that it was just 
not just, but it was high blood pressure because high blood pressure is extremely dangerous. So since then, I've, you know, um, just really invested myself and not invest in myself has made my whole family happier. My husband happier. I'm a better wife. I'm a better mother. I'm a way better mother. I'm a way better wife. I'm a better sister. I'm a better sister-in-law, better daughter. Um, and, you know, I, in the process of the whole thing and, and like physical fitness has always been very much an interest to me. Um, and I've gone up and down and up and down and up and down, tried every diet in the world. I really honed in on my healthy habits, um, lost 60, over 60 pounds, um, of just, of just weight that I was carrying around, losing, carrying around, and it's been sustainable. So Mm -hmm. I really, I, I wouldn't say it was a diet. I transformed my healthy eating habits. Right. Um, and I realized that you need to have a, and I think that, you know, I really want to talk to you about this. I think that you need to have a mastery orientation within whether you're, you know, instead of a performance orientation. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and I would love to know your thoughts on that. Yeah, that's a, that's a great way to put it. Um, and I couldn't agree more. I think that there, there is often in, 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 in kind of the health and wellness space. And I think largely because of just all of the, the marketing out there, right. It's like the next greatest, latest, best thing. There's this, there's a mindset oftentimes where people go into, um, we could call it self-care. We could call it health and wellness. We could, we could, you know, whatever language kind of resonates with however we come at it with this, kind of race to, to fix it, right? Okay. What's the fastest way that I can get to the place that I want to be because I'm not, I'm not my best self now. I'm not satisfied with where I'm at, or I see the opportunity for growth. Um, and so we just try to, which, you know, what can I do in eight weeks? Right. It's like, it's diet plans. It's all these, right. Everything has these very tight timelines. Okay. Wait, 90 days to this eight weeks to 12 weeks to, and I think, to, to your point, I, I love, I, or I guess that's how I think about um, this mastery component, which is what can I do to put the pieces in place where this is, this is a part of just who I am, right? And what that means is that I'm going to work every day to show up as the best version of myself that starts with valuing myself and valuing my time and my energy and making sure that I pour a portion of that time and energy back into myself, right? From a, whether that's diet or including um, how we fuel our bodies, how we move our bodies, um, how we refuel our mental and emotional health, right? What do we, what do, we do to make sure that there, there is space for, for these things that we, especially if you're, if you're a high driver, you know, we, we prize now this, just go, go, go always on mentality. And I think that there's so much opportunity for growth when it comes to people with, um, with big goals, you know, people that are driven and are focused, but that we have to your point, you have to pour back into yourself. So mastery for me is that, is that realization and that real kind of, I think almost like a comfort um, or an acceptance or an excitement even for the fact that this is something that's ongoing, right? We're, we're not, it's not a race. It's not a sprint. We don't get to some end goal and say, okay, this is it. Now I can stop. It's what do I do every day that feels sustainable and feels fulfilling so that I can show up as the best version of myself 
which allows me to show up as the best version, you know, my best version for other people. Um, and so, yeah, I love that word mastery. I, I haven't thought about it through that lens, but, and maybe that doesn't actually get to the point you were talking about, but that's what comes to mind when, when, when you said that, I was like, yeah, it's really like, it's, it's that constant, consistent application of knowing that it requires effort, right? And it requires focused energy, and that's okay. It doesn't mean that it's, it's not worthwhile. Um, it actually means that it's the most important thing in my mind, right? That our ability to refill our own cup so that we can go out into the world and make an impact on other people, right? Whether that's our family, whether that's our you know, coworkers, whether that's businesses we run, whatever situation that is. So, um, yeah, is that, was I way off the mark? What, uh, what, no, what's your, what, what, what comes to mind? Yeah. Like, how do you think about that mastery piece? So I, the mastery piece to me, you know, it's, it's, it's designed in my mind to increase competency and also mm. increase resilience. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it, in an insurance long-term success, you know, and it, it, so rather than focus on one goal, right, you're focusing on being improving a little bit each time, right? Mm-hmm. And understanding also that there are external factors that you can't control, right? Mm-hmm. There are many different, and, you know, and I just, I just had this really, um, you know, I, I coach my daughters, right? Um, you know, they have obviously Irish dance teachers, but, you know, from, I, I think mother's, motherhood is coaching, right? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, but so, you know, we really, and, and one of my, my younger daughter, you know, has a lot of anxiety. She has a lot of performance anxiety. So she's getting on the stage and we were just in Nashville last week. Um, and you know, there are external factors. And so she gets on stage, um, and she is a very powerful dancer. She bumps into, um, the dancer that's on stage with her is afraid that she hurt the dancer, um, and turns around and apologizes and asks if she's okay, doesn't miss a beat on stage, and performs beautifully. That's not what you're supposed to do on stage. However, you know, so she didn't do as well as she thought, right, as Mm -hmm. she would have done, right? So, um, you know, there are five judges there that in in Irish dance and judging and, like, in skating, it's very subjective, right? Mm -hmm. So they're looking, and to their defense, they're doing their job. They're looking, they're they're judging 200 dancers. They're looking, they're like, oh, she screwed up, she's out. I don't need to look at her anymore, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, that's, that's, and that's the sport that she decided to join. So then, so we go back to the hotel room. She'd been up since six o'clock in the morning. She's 13 years old. It was one o'clock in the morning. Obviously she was very upset. So I didn't really expect her to be very logical at that point. Right. <laughs> the next day we spoke, you know, she, she ended up like having her pity party, went to sleep. The next day we spoke and we spoke about her being a beautiful dancer. Right. And one performance and one I mean, it was a national competition. It was very disappointing for her. She didn't qualify for Worlds, which she probably would have if had she not made that decision. But she said, I would do it again. I thought I hurt the girl. Um, and, and I said, well, you know, you're a beautiful dancer. And one performance and one competition does not define you. And she agreed with me, and we moved on. And it was mm. a beautiful thing, you know? Mm-hmm. She, she had her little pity party because she was exhausted. The next day, we had a discussion. We haven't talked about it since. You know, so like, it's very much, I try to instill, it's the process Mm -hmm. in them. I try to still instill myself that I have a process as well. 
You know, it goes Mm -hmm. from there. Everybody has a process, right? Whether you're a mountain climber, whether you're a human, you have a process. Everybody has a process. And we Mm -hmm. can't be hard on ourselves. We have to say, um, you know, a a lot of times we'll be so hard on ourselves. And I'll say to somebody, um, if your friend was going through this, right? Well, like I'll I'll get a client that will say, I'm the worst. I'm the worst mother. I, I can't believe I did that. You know, and they don't even realize until you ask the question, Hey, if your best friend did this, what would you say to her? And she'd be like, I'd say like, everybody makes mistakes. Mm -hmm. Um, And and Mm -hmm. a lot of people don't do that. They don't love themselves. They don't do that. They don't take the time to take the step back and really take a step outside their bodies and, and realize that there aren't external factors right? That they Mm -hmm. control, they can control. What you can control is your response, right? You, instead of reacting and to prepare Mm -hmm. yourself and to make yourself resilient so that when those, um, external factors happen to you, right? I mean, you're okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's not, it's not a catastrophe, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, tomorrow's always better. Tomorrow's always a better day, right? Sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah, we don't give ourselves the the grace that we so, you know, often so easily give others. You know, we're like you said, we're quick to to kind of give that to a best friend or a family member or whatever, and then we're just our own worst critics and enemies, right? And we get in our way. What um what what does what does that resiliency look like for you? You know, what how does that show up or or how do you help people find that for themselves? You know, cause I think that's one of those, we, we hear it and we're like, man, I sure would like to be more resilient. You know, that sounds great. Um, so, so yeah, like what does that look like in practice or, or how do we get to a place where we were able to pull upon or call upon that resiliency in the moment versus, you know, or maybe just, maybe just call upon it a little more quickly than we, or, you know, get there a little more quickly than, than kind of wallowing and wondering if we're, you know, messing it all up and we've ruined our lives. And, you know, I think oh, it spirals really quickly. So yeah. What's, what's resiliency kind of look and sound like for you. If you're like me, you know how important it is to fuel your activities and ensure you're recovering properly in between workouts. That's where the amino company comes in with their products heal and perform I'm able to access sustained energy and increased power output during my workouts, as well as recover faster and more efficiently. I use Heal for recovery. It's a 100% science-backed formula that was originally developed for astronauts to maintain muscle mass in space. Taking Heal after my training has allowed me to increase my recovery and decrease soreness, making my body feel stronger and healthier overall. This patented science-backed amino acid blend is designed to replenish your sore muscles after tough workouts. Heal's great for post-workout nutrition and is scientifically more than three times more efficient at triggering muscle growth and repair than any other protein source. Perform is my go-to for before and during training sessions. Perform has been scientifically proven to improve muscle performance, reduce fatigue and recovery times, and increase the benefits from your workouts. Perform is formulated to minimize muscle breakdown during exercise and maximize muscle growth after exercise. Since taking Perform, I've seen increases in my maximal strength in the gym, 
as well as feel the benefits during endurance training. It provides sustained and lasting energy throughout my day without any crash or harmful side effects. I've been using Perform and Heal from the Amino Company daily, and I've seen huge improvements in both my performance and recovery. As a business owner and athlete, I'm beyond excited to have found something that helps me get the most out of my training and recovery so that I can maximize my precious training time. So right now, when you visit aminoco.com backslash EM30 and use the discount code EM30 at checkout, you get 30% off. So if you're looking to take your recovery to the next level and try science-backed products designed to boost your performance by up to three times, then visit aminoco.com backslash EM30 and use the discount code EM30, that's EM30 at checkout, to get 30% off plus a free gift with purchase. That's aminoco.com backslash EM30. Use offer code EM30 at checkout. So resiliency, I mean, like I think that, um, you know, there's no magic pill, right? I struggled very much so with anxiety all of my life and being overwhelmed, right? And I didn't really get it into check until I was in my 40s. Um, So the key is practice, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that the key is, is to get that clutter out of your life, right? Mm -hmm. If something does not make you lighter, um, that relationship, that event, that um, job, try to work it out of your life. You only Mm. want something that makes you lighter. You don't need anything that weighs you down, right? And so Mm. often we have these social influencers, right? Where we're like, oh, I have to go, you know, for instance, like I have to go to that dinner with that, the bunch of moms, or, you know, I have to go to that dinner with my golf buddies, right? Because if I don't show up, what are they going to think? Well, authentically, you don't enjoy it. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. There's a reason, right? Um, and, um, you know, it, it, don't do it, <laughs> you know, and that will make you more resilient. Then once you start saying no to those things and once you put those things into practice and it's the repetitiveness, you know, like there's no quick fix. It's practice and repetitiveness, being respectful, declining an invitation. You can decline an invitation and be very respectful. Really think about why? Think about your why. Why mm-hmm. are you going to these events? Why are you doing these things, right? Mm-hmm. Is it to show face? You know, think about how you want to show up every day, right? And I think it was Maya Angelou that said, you know, because if you're showing up and you're really not happy to be there, like how pleasant are you when you get there, right? So I think it was Maya Angelou that said, um, no one's going to remember and I'm very much paraphrasing her beautiful words, but no one um, is going to probably remember what you said. I'm very much paraphrasing, Um, but they'll always know how you made them feel. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So, so, you know, that is such a powerful thing to think about. Right. So you want to show up and you want to make people feel good because you want to feel good. Um, So you really want to do things and practice and be resilient, you know, and then you really have to go, you know, a a lot of things are visualization as well. I do a lot of visualization where I'm like, okay, let me look back. And I ask my clients to do this. Let me think about a time that I thought it was a total catastrophe and I learned from it. Eh, 
everything you learn from, every single aspect, whether it's good or bad, is a learning situation. Like, there's no way that you go through anything in life that you don't learn from. So there, so that to me, and I 100% believe this, is that everything's positive because you learn from everything and learning is positive. So rather, you know, I lost my dad eight years ago and he was my best friend and was horrible. Um, but I've learned a tremendous amount. I've grown a tremendous amount from it. I, it's, it's been mind blowing to me. If I had my choice, would I have my father back right now? Yes. However, um, and I did, I fall apart at the time that was eight years ago. That was before I really started taking care of myself. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was a mess, right? If I had to go through that again right now, it would be a way different story and I would handle it way, way better because I learned how to take care of myself. And it really is just looking and visualizing and saying, Hey, what happened in the past? I thought it was horrible. Ended up being pretty good. I ended up learning a lesson from it, right? You really just have to really consciously and intentionally think about the past because, and think about what happened and what happened as a result of it. And also being present, being present, really taking a step back. I mean, I said before, like I used to come home, have dinner, check the box and really not be present. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, now I'm present with my daughters. I make sure I have two of them and I know people have, God bless them, have like five children, but I make it a point to be very, very intentional to have alone time with them, be present with them, do something that they like to do that we can share in and be present with them. Right. Because, um, those, 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 those are what count. Right. And that makes you resilient and that strengthens ties in your relationship. And then when you have those strong relationships, you, you can't do anything alone. You have people to lean on, right? I make it a point to, you know, take a walk with my sister when we can. And we usually try to do it every weekend, um, you know, to strengthen those ties. I need her. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah. I need her. And it makes me resilient. Like, go and, and leverage your, your, your community, your tribe, I call it, your friends, your sisters, your family. Lean on people so that they can lean on you because, you know, it feels damn good when somebody can lean on you and, and you can help them. Right, that yeah. makes you resilient too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think so. T- so often, you know, we want we want to we want to invest that time in those relationships, but we we have a hard time saying no. Right? I mean, back to to your point about saying no is like I talk to so many people all the time that are that are overwhelmed and feel spread too thin and can't figure out how to focus their energy on the things that they do want because they're spending so much time on the things that aren't adding value, right? There's, yeah, okay, I got to go say yes to this work thing, or I got to do more work or the event or that right name a thing, right? The list goes on and on. There's so many opportunities on a daily basis to put energy in the direction of things that truly aren't adding value, taking us towards their goal, making us happy, bringing joy. Like you said, I love how you said, like making you feel lighter. Um, so because I, I think, like I, I've talked about this a lot uh, because it's something I, I've, I've seen show up in such a big way in my life is, is thinking very critically about does this thing really bring value? Is it, does it support me as a person, who I want to be, how I want to show up in the world? Um, and if not, like, do I need to say no to it? 
you know, and it's hard because you, because it, you know, it, it just say, no, it's hard, right. For whatever reason. Um, so I'd love for you to just, uh, I don't know, maybe expand on that like skill set um, of, of saying no, you know, identifying what, what we need to say no to, and then how to actually do it. Cause that's, I, I talk people, you know, they're like, Oh, this thing sucks. You know, I don't want to be at this event. Why did I go? I, I wish I would have stayed home with my kids. I wish I would have gone for a walk. Right. I mean, and then, but we do it. You still go and you're like, damn it. Like what, what a waste of time, you know? Or, or So yeah. What's, what, what is that? What is that skill set for, for you? And, and how do people develop that so that they can in, invest more time in the places and relationships that actually are fulfilling. Um, if we could do that, we would, I mean, we would solve like a massive portion of people's that overwhelm and that feeling of just, you know, frustration. I think that so many people are walking around with. So yeah. What's that, what's that kind of look and sound like for you? So, yeah. Um, you know, in the past I was, um, I was the queen of, uh, not setting boundaries, the queen, you know, because I wanted to prove myself on all ends, right? I wanted to k- prove myself at work and I wanted to prove myself at home, right? So, um, you know, and what I've learned is um, you don't have to go balls to the wall with everything, right? You can mm-hmm. do a little bit, right, to feel helpful. Um, so what I used to do, like, if I wanted to join, like, a parent association, I would be the president of the parent association, you know? Like, I didn't just sign up to volunteer for an event, Um but you need to do that because like you, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'll tell you the truth when I'm president of an association, I'm, I, you know, I'm a driver, like I'm good. I'm good at what I do and I enjoy it, but I don't have the time to do that. Right. Mm-hmm. And it ends up weighing me down. Um, I am a helper. I'm a giver. I really enjoy, very much enjoy helping people. I enjoy talking to people. I enjoy helping people. I'll, you know, like if, if, if I can help you, I will like, that's just, it's innate. It's in me. I'll see something like a job, um, you know, a job posting. And I'll be like, Oh, I talked to somebody five weeks ago that I hardly know, but I'm going to reach out to her because I think she'd be perfect for this. You know, like I'll do things like that. However, that comes with a cost because I help so much that when I don't get appreciated, I'm like, I get angry. Right. So Mm. that's not healthy. That's not healthy. So I really have to take a step back. And I, I'm not saying that I don't help, but I don't have to be the president. I don't have, there's, there's plenty of room at the top. I, you know, like we can all take turns when we have time, right? When we have time to do it. And I'm not saying that I won't have time to be the president a year from now, but right now I don't. So we really need to evaluate what we have the bandwidth and the time to do in the present moment right? We may have, we may be going through having a senior in high school and we're trying to get through college applications, right? You don't have the time for things, but next year you do, right? So when you're saying no to somebody, something, you could say, hey, I would really enjoy to do this. You know, it's in my wheelhouse, right? And that's why you're asking me. Thank you so much for asking me because it is a compliment when somebody asks you to do something. It's very much a compliment. They're saying they like you. They're complimenting you. It's saying, we think you are awesome, right? But X, Y, and Z, I do not have time because I'm trying to get my child off to college or I just got a promotion at work or maybe you. I have 
50 clients, 50 new clients that I'm just onboarded. And when I have onboarded them and I have more time, then I can take up this project, right? Because there's always a reason that you can't do something. You know, like it's not like it, for most people, they want to help. Most people want to help because it feels good to help. So you evaluate, do you have the time for this? If you don't, you have to be very honest with yourself and then explain to the person X, Y, and Z. However, let me get back to you when I have the time or I can't be the president, but I'd like to help for two hours on one day that you have an event, you know? And people will be like, oh, you know. So, like, just recently, my daughter was doing lacrosse, and um, there was a whole um, plant cell, and they were swamped. And I felt for them, right, because I was like, oh, my gosh, I could run this whole thing, and I could help them, and I can put on all this time. But I was like, you can't, right? You can't. Mm -hmm. So what I did was, because it was like a, a long process, there was a lot of work that went. So I called the woman that was in charge of it, and I said, um, I don't have time right now to do a lot, but I know what it feels like to be overwhelmed. So I have these three hours on this Friday and I'd like to deliver plants for you. She said, that is awesome. Thank you so much for it. And that's exactly what I had time for. I felt awesome about it. I was able to help her a little bit and we're fine. And I said, next year, I'll let you know when the plant sale comes. And if I can do more, I will, but I will do a little bit of something that I can handle. Yeah. Yeah, there's like a... I mean, there's a, there's a real opportunity for confidence there too, right? To be like very confident in, in what we can give at any given time and know that that is perfectly acceptable and great. And most people will love it if you just show up in that capacity in whatever way you can. But we, you know, it takes a little bit of work to get there. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but like to have that confidence to say, okay, I'm not going to be, or I can't be, or I don't have the bandwidth to be the president, but I can do this, right? There's a bit of a bridge there to build to, to get that confidence or to feel that kind of self-assuredness to say, I'm still contributing. I'm still, I'm still showing up. Um, but I, but this is just where I'm at. I don't know. Is that, does that, yeah. is that how it kind of feels or, or it, is confidence a part of the language that you would use to kind of describe that, that, that transition into saying no is also that a bit of like a confidence component. There is a, there is a confidence component. Yes, there is. And like, it took um, a while for me to build up the confidence, right? It it does take a while, but there's also a self-awareness component, right? Um, Mm. Which is, which is stronger than the confidence component, because when you have self-awareness, awareness, confidence comes, right? Mm. So Mm -hmm. um, you really need to, you know, be aware and discover that awareness, right? And then when you discover that awareness, right, you need to be aware, you need to discover that you're um, you know, what I do in my coaching is like, okay, let's gain this awareness. You're overwhelmed, you're overwhelmed. That's your awareness, right? Then you need to accept it. I'm overwhelmed because of X, Y, and Z, right? Here, mm. here's, here's what's weighing me down. Here's what's making me lighter. Then you go from there. And when you can be aware and then you can accept it, when you accept it, that builds your confidence, right? So there's like steps to go in, right? So there, mm-hmm. it's very, it's structured, right? The way you can go about it and the way I went about it. Then when you accept it, right? it enables you to open your mind and to make clear choices, right? So you need to be aware, 
of what's going on. Most people are aware that they're overwhelmed because they're stressed out, <laughs> right? right? So right. the awareness isn't really like the problem, accepting it, accepting that you are not a superhero and you can't do everything and you need to ask for help and you need to taper it down and get rid of things, right? So that's an acceptance, acceptance and it depends on your personality and, you know, where you are in your life, if how, how well you can accept that, right? It, it depends mm-hmm. on a lot of aspects, right? There's a lot of people that are perfectionists out there. It's very, very hard for them to accept that they can't do everything. Um, and then moving forward, once you can accept it, you can make all the clear choices in the world. So the power is in accepting, right? Mm-hmm. Accepting. And in, in accepting, you build the confidence, you know, and if you look around, you know, you look around and I see people and I'm like, they're, they're so overwhelmed. Like I see people in the supermarket, I see people and, you know, you know, the jippy loop, you know, and I'm like, oh, like, I can help you. Like, why are you doing this? You don't need to be doing this. You know, like you, you see, you know, people making choices that, that are so easy not to do that make your life easier. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Right. There, there's yeah. some things that are so easy not to do and they're little things. And they'll make yourself, you, it will give you freedom and liberation. And, and people don't think outside of the box and have those clear choice, make the ability to see those clear choices. And that's where I help where I'm like, hey, this is like, I ask a bunch of questions, right? I don't tell people what to do. I ask a bunch of questions. I'm like, and why are you doing that? And they're like, I don't know. Um, and, and how is that serving you? How is that serving your daughter and your family and your husband and yourself and your, your mental health? And it's not. Oh, oh, it's not. Right. You know, like I get a lot of that. Or um, what evidence do you have to support that assumption? Oh, I know. And I, that's, that's what I think they're thinking. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> I get yeah. a lot of that. That's so a like, big one. Yeah. Yeah. Like I have no evidence. Right. I mean, I mean, I have a 15 year old. I have to be like, how do you know that? How do you know they're saying that? Right. Um, but it, it, it goes with everybody in life. Right. I'm like, why do you think, you know, I have one gentleman, I, like he owned a business and he was saying, I can't retire. And he was at, at retirement age. I can't retire because they're so, they're so dependent on me financially. He meant the, his partners. Right. And I said, so when they told you, and this was like, I didn't say, I didn't think, you know, I said, so when they told you that they were so, um, dependent on you financially, I said to him, um, because I coach other people other than mothers, I coach business either owners as well and executives. So this was a business owner. And I said, your partners, how did they tell you? And he goes, they never told me. I just assumed it that they, I said, you don't know. And he goes, I don't know about their financials. And, and he was like weeks and like maybe even a month he was going through this. I can't retire. I can't retire because, and then he had the conversation and they're not. (laughs) <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. Um, so it was like an insight that he had. He goes, oh, I was just taking this on myself. And it was weeks and probably a month he was having this inner dialogue, thinking this. We all do. Mm. It. For sure. Yeah. Is, just to go back um, for a second, is the, what what role does the, like putting yourself first and prioritizing yourself so you can show up for others. Does that play a role in, in our ability to, to say no and prioritize how we spend our time? Do you, do you see, is, is there a link there for you? Like that, you know, if, and when we can put ourselves first, then that 
seems to maybe help to mitigate that overwhelm or, or some of that stress or anxiousness or, or that, that feeling like we need to say yes, or are those two things mutually exclusive? I'm just curious. No. Yeah. Uh, like, so your question was, I just want to repeat it so that I understand that I have it right. So um, self-care, right. And then being able to say no and set boundaries, are they mutually exclusive or they just sort of go hand in hand? was that your question? Yeah, exactly. I was curious in your experience if, if when someone is able to prioritize themselves, are they also able to then show up in ways that are more like authentic, meaning that they can say no and they have that confidence and that, you know, everything that we just kind of talked about. Um, do you see those things going hand in hand or, or are they, is there no link there? 100%. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. when you are, um, I'll just give an example. I've been very much, um, and I'd love to know, I've been very much concentrating on sleep lately, um, for myself and for my daughters, because, um, I, I just sleep is the, it really is. It just makes or breaks you right. Mm-hmm. Rest makes or breaks you, you know, and that's why I loved your, your podcast on the seasons, right. And taking a break. Mm-hmm. Like I, when mm-hmm. I, when I heard that, I was like, I love this. This is really good. And like, this guy's good. Um, but taking a break, right. But sleeping, I mean, sleeping, you can avoid like all like diseases. You show up better. You're clear minded, you know? So I'm very much, you know, like, so like I'm authentic. Like I, I don't guide people to do anything that I don't do in my own home or I don't, you know? So I had a talk with my girls and my husband and I said, you know, I don't think I've been sleeping well at all, um, lately. And I think it's really affecting me. Right. So what we did was my husband's very handy. Like, I was like, I want these walls painted. I want a new bed. Um, we got a a reasonable, reasonable price bed. Right. And he painted the walls. I set up some lavender, um, infusion. I bought like this infusion thing on Amazon for $6. Um, and I'm sleeping wonderfully. Um, did some, you know, moves and uncluttering with my daughters. Nothing cost a lot of money. Um, and then I, you know, said to them very clearly, I need sleep. <laughs> like if mm-hmm. I am sleep, this is when I'm going to go to bed. You know, like, I, I'm not like, I go to bed at nine o'clock, you know, I'm like, I need sleep. If I'm sleeping, try to be quiet. You need to sleep at this time. So they said to me, my older daughter was like, wow, this sleep thing is working because like, you're like focused lately, you know, like, and, and I, I'm pretty focused most of the time, but she was like, yeah. And she goes, and I've been doing it too. And she goes, and I feel like I'm, I'm clear. And then she said that she got into an argument with her friend and she goes, and I was able to like, really like calm down and have the conversation with her. Right. And she goes, you think yeah, it has something to do with sleep. And I was like, yeah, it's called self-care. <laughs> Yeah. 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 You know, and then when I have time, you know, like when, like I, and and this has to do with confidence and this has to do with time and everything like that. But when you start doing these things and people start to see the results of it, like my husband, I'm like, you know what? I need to read a book right now. Right. Like, or I'll say I need like 10 minutes. And like, sometimes I'm like, I just need 10 minutes. Give me 10 minutes. Self-care. Right. Give me 10 minutes. I need 10 minutes before we have this conversation. I know you want to get to it, but I, I need 10 minutes. Then you're able to make clear choices. You're unable to unclutter your life. You're able to really think about things, right? So, yeah. but yeah, I think it goes hand in hand, right? And then, um, but also, you know, like another point that I'd like to get to is like, so 
And it's also how you ask people to do things, right? It's also, you know, so my husband's very, um, you know, and my kids, I mean, like, they're not perfect. No one's perfect. I'm not going to say that I don't argue with with my children and my husband. Like, you know, like we don't have disagreements. Um, but it's very much in the delivery. It's very much in how I ask them to have a break, um, you know, things like that. So, like, I'm not going to come home and ask my husband to have a conversation, right? So, this is an example. So like, I will, um, you know, like sometimes I'm like, oh, I lined up like three appointments for tomorrow. I need my husband's help at this time. Right. So I'm not going to come home, burst through the door and say, I have three appointments tomorrow. You need to pick up. Right. And this is learned because I used to do that. Right. And what do you think he did? What are you even talking about? I, I like what, like, that's how he used to respond. What you give, what you give out, that's what you get back, right? It's like mm-hmm. you need to be respectful mm-hmm. of people's time. So what I do now is, right, and this came from like a lot of reading, working with coaches and, and, and things like that, right? And I didn't just say, hey, Cece, like, <laughs> like um, but it takes time, repetitiveness, seeing what happens, thinking back. Remember that time that I burst in yelling about what he had to do the next day besides asking him? So I always go in and I say, all right, hey, example, I have a busy day tomorrow. Um, I know you just got home first. How was your day? How are you? Um, and with anybody, whether you're in a supermarket or anything like that, Hey, how are you? Right. Where's, where's the juice? (laughs) You know, but like you walk into your house, you're like, Hey, how are you? How was your day? Not great. All right. And I say, okay, listen, I need to talk to you about our schedule tomorrow. Let me know is, if is now a good time. He'll be like, now it's not a good time. Okay. Let me know when is a good time? Because I need to talk about it before tomorrow. And he'll say, okay, let me eat. Let me sit down and watch the news. I'm going to take a shower. We'll do a 15 minutes tonight. And I'm like, totally fine. Do it with my daughter too. I do it with my daughters too. I'll walk in the room. I really didn't like the way my daughter was talking to me a few weeks ago. My 13 year old walked in. I said, Hey, my feelings are pretty hurt about the way you're speaking with me. Um, is now a good time to talk about it? And she was like, Nope. And I said, okay, when is it? And she goes, I'm watching a YouTube video right now, probably a little bit later. Never, ever, ever with the three of them or other relationships with my sisters too. Have I ever asked permission? And then the second time went back, have they said no to me? Right? So then that frees me to be like, okay, it's going to be taken care of later. Right? It's like, it checks the box for me. Then I can move on. We can all make clear choices together. So there's like, it all goes hand in hand. It's like a system. (laughs) Right. right. Yeah. You know, I I I think it's a great point is, you know, I think we have a tendency to, to, we, we, we want to like compartmentalize everything, right? We're like, okay, this is like this box and, and this happens in a vacuum, right? Like, okay, I have work, right. For instance, and then I have family and then there's my, my like self care or physical health or, you know, my, I want to exercise. And then that's in a box. And I, you know, and it's all these things, and 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 then we we don't give ourselves the opportunity to see that, like, when there's cohesion among those things, it actually works out so much better, right? To just communicate and say, like, I talk about this with exercise all the time with people. It's like, have you? They're like, I can't, I can't get, um, I can't find the time, right? I, you know, that's that's of course the biggest barrier for most people. <laughs> I'm like, well, have you, have you communicated with the people around you that you would like to make that time, right? Have you talked to your kids or your partner or your boss or your, like, whoever, and maybe it's all those people, to say, hey, this is something that's really important to me, and I think it's actually going to allow me to show up better in our relationship. Can I take 30 minutes at lunch 
to to go for a walk? Can I when I get home? Can you or you know can you watch the kids for fifteen minutes and just let me stretch in the morning? Right, whatever. It doesn't have to be some big heroic grand effort. And so often people are like, no. But I have been mad at them for not letting me do it. I'm like, well, you didn't say anything, right? They're like, well, that's work. That's exercise, not family. I'm like, well, they're the same thing, right? They're, you're living a life. The day is fluid. The your month, your year, you know, everything is just building on itself. And it's amazing when people actually communicate that, and they're like, oh man, like they actually want that for me. And I've been here over here, mad at them and frustrated with myself and worried that I wasn't doing X, Y, and Z right. And all I had to do was say, hey, I'd love to make time in the morning if you could just, you know, make the kids breakfast while I get... And they're like, happy to do that. Great. You know, and then the reciprocal of that is the other person says, hey, can you do this for me another time? And you say, yeah, absolutely. So now like, it's elevating everyone's experience and relationship. Um, I don't know. Do you find that like in the clients that you work with, or I guess even maybe your own life and your own experiences, like this compartmentalization and people are like, Nope, this is this box. And you're like, well, what about this box over here? And they're like, Oh wait, I never, I didn't realize that box was hanging out with this box. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. Is that, is, are those conversations you're having or what, what's your experience oh, yeah. there? Yeah. I just had a client say to me, Oh, that's, let me get, we were making an appointment and she's like, Oh, let, let me get to my work calendar. I was like, why do you have two calendars? <laughs> I was like, you're one person. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Oh, I you're love never that. Yeah. Go anywhere on time. Right. Um, but yeah, you're one person. Right. Yeah. And yeah, I do have that experience. Like, so I, I've asked clients, I've said, you know, like I, you know, so I don't have time for that. That's my, that is my favorite. I don't have time for that. I'm like, like, I'm like, so what are you doing that's weighing you down? That's not making you lighter that you can get rid of. Like, that's the first step. Right. And then this is the question I ask: how have you communicated with your partner that you would like to do that? I haven't. They should just know. <laughs> no one's a mind reader. And right. I thought that way too. Right. I was like, Oh, I'm the mom. I do everything. I do everything. Da, da, da. And I was, you know, being very controlling. Right being very controlling. I was like, Oh, this is the way I do it. This is, you know, you know, I, I married my husband because we have the same values. We love each other and we have the same values, you know, like not everything's like peachy all through the, you know, you go through things. Right. Um, but for the most part, we have the same values, right? Like he loves my children and I wasn't giving him a chance. Right. I was, I was saying he should know I like to work out now. I can't work out. I have kids. And like, I went through a stage where I didn't work out because like, I was afraid to ask him or I, I was afraid not to be the perfect mom that made their meals. Right. Mm. Um, I, I made my own baby food, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, looking back, I'm like, was, you know, um, you know, like I did it for the health of my children. I did. However, I also did it for me to prove to myself that I was like a superhero, you know, mm. you know, they, they could have had some Gerbers, you know, <laughs> like, like, right, you know? Right. you know, but I was like, um, and, and, you know, there were things like that where I was very controlling and I never asked him to do things, you know, and it wasn't until, you know, so then when I took a step back and I was, you know, went through, everything. And I was like, I have to ask him to do things, right? I have to tell him that it's affecting me. He, I mean, it has improved his relationship. I mean, like he, it has improved his relationship with my daughter's temple. They have things that they do together. He is like off with them, um, doing things that I'm not involved in, not, you know, like when I don't have time for things, it's not like I have to teach him, 
if he goes to event an event with my with my child, what to do when he gets there, you know, like, you know, I said before that they, they dance, you know, my husband can do a bun wig, you know, they, we have to put wigs in their hair um, better than I can, you know, but <laughs> that wasn't always the case because I was mm-hmm. like, you can't do this. You can't do this. Right. You know, one morning I woke up and I was like, I'm so tired and I can't go, you know, it was like when I was going through like the transition of like really trying to take care of myself, I was like, I'm going to do it today. And, you know, what if they don't show up in their hair and a wig? And I said to him, I said, I can't go today. You need to take them. It's called a fashion. You need to take them to the fashion. And he was like, well, who's going to do their hair? I'm like, can you figure it out? And he was like, I'm going to try. I'm, so we got out a YouTube video. He tried. And now he's better at me than, you know, and like, and, and they sometimes they're like, this is a tough competition. We don't want you there. We want him there. And it works. Mm-hmm. You know, it works. They're happier. They're happier. Their father is invested in their activities. And I don't, I, I didn't sort of, I was holding him back. Mm-hmm. I was robbing him of his time with his children because I thought mm-hmm. I could only do it right. And I had to do it because I was the mom. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah. So, I mean, like, and that's with anything. You put all this pressure on yourself thinking that, oh, you do it perfect. I can't let anybody down. I can't tell anybody that I can't do it. I have to, there's plenty of room at the top, you know? Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and it's nice. It's nice to be able to, he felt very successful. He was like, well, look what I can do. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. So, and it improved his relationship with me, with his children, um, with my children. You know, sometimes they don't want mom around all the time. Right. You know? Yeah. It's like you're saying earlier, you know, people, people want to help. And I think so often we don't give people the opportunity to actually like step up and step into that role, right? Like a support role because we're afraid that they're, whether it's, you know, they're going to say no, or they're going to judge us, or they're going to think that we, you know, if there's all these, you know, we ascribe all of these, these, these roles and these meetings like to ourselves internally, right? Like I have to be this person and I have to make the time. And instead of just asking, well, I'll just get up at three in the morning to do this, right? Or I'll get, you know, whatever the the solution is that we, we fabricate in our minds. And there's, there's such an opportunity for, um, yeah, just to like invite people in and say like, Hey, you know, this is something that's important to me. How, you know, is there a way you'd like to support me in that? Is there a way you'd like, especially with like time management, right? Like you said, like that's, that's everybody's uh, thing, right? That's everybody's uh, stumbling block uh, or, or perceived stumbling block um, is that they, they don't have time um, and they don't know where to find the time. They feel like they're Mm -hmm. maxed out. Um, And yeah, I just, I think that there's so much, um, we can do there to, uh, to help undo that. I know one of the things you've talked about is like asking, I guess since we've kind of been dancing around it, but uh, just to add, like touch on it specifically, you've, you've talked about like asking your partner for help, you know, and like that it's okay to say like, Hey, uh, you know, I need help or, or can you support me in this? Um, what, what other ways I mean, we've talked about kind of time management and stuff, but yeah, I guess just specifically, like how, how does that conversation help the people that you work with, um, you know, show up for themselves or, or take care of some of that overwhelm or, or whatever, you know, languages they're using to describe what's, what's keeping them from, from how they want to live their lives. So asking for help, I mean, no one really, it never really occurs to people to ask. Right. And it never mm. really occurs to people, um, 
yeah, to ask. They just think that they should. I mean, a lot of people are very overwhelmed. So they're like trying, you know, unfortunately, they'll walk into a situation, try to have a conversation and demand an audience. Mm. That doesn't work. You know, like, could you imagine waking somebody up out of a deep sleep and asking them to do something? What kind of result are you going to get? Right. Right. So, you know, like, so very being, uh, being very um, intentional um, about really thinking about what you need authentically, what you need to be successful, how you need to take care of yourself. And then, like you said, communicating that. People are not communicating. I didn't communicate for a very long time. Um, I still, I mean, like I could, I'm like, you know, I just did something uh, last week where I'm like, whoa, I really failed that communication, you know, but I, I can't, you know, I beat myself up about it for about a day or two, but like move on. I'm not going to do that again, but I know what I did communication wise um, and I'm not going to do it again. Right. So you learn from these things. I'm not going to say I'm like, I communicate perfectly. That is not the case. Um, I become better and I'm 1% better every day. And that's what I, I hold myself accountable to is to be 1% better. But communication is so key. Like people do not read minds. Right. And the way you communicate, think about it, being respectful to people and speaking to people respectfully and being respectful of other people's time, being respectful of other people's feelings because you would want people to be respectful to you, right? Um, so it goes both ways, right? Um, and it, it, it really, you really need to, and I can't say it enough, like when you, what you give out into the universe is what you get back in, right? So if you get on the phone with the phone company and you're screaming at them about um, why your cell phone doesn't work, my system just died, disconnected, right? <laughs> what are you going right. to get? Yeah. What are you yeah. going to get? You know, the, the, the gentleman or, you know, the person on the other line is not going to respond well to you screaming and they're not going to want to help you. And you know what? Hmm. Their system went down. You're disconnected. Now you're on, the, on hold for another hour and a half. To take the time to say, hey, how was your day today? I mean, it works with everything in life. To take the time to say, hey, how was your day today? The person on the other line is going to say, oh, I really want to help this person. They asked me how I was. And how yeah. long did that take you? 30 seconds. It's like the uh, more, what's the, uh, what's the old saying? It's uh, more, more flies with honey than vinegar, right? Yeah. You attract yeah, more yeah, flies yeah. with yeah. honey. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say that. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah I mean, no, it's... it's yeah, no, I totally agree. I think, I mean, I, there's so much. Um, and I think too, just in terms of, of, of like, when we think about goal setting or we think about like what we want to accomplish, or we think about moving forward in a career or whatever that is, I think there's so much opportunity to, for just a mindset shift to know that if you show up and you, and you're, you, you put that out in the world that like the sum total of that will cumulatively add up to like taking you where you want to go. Right. Like I, there's, there's so much of, you know, we put a lot of emphasis on like, okay, I'm going to like, did this thing equal the outcome that I wanted? Yes or no. Right. There's kind of this like immediate, you know, we put a lot of, a lot of stock in like immediacy, right? Like, did I do this at work and did it make money or did I do this? And even my physical health and like, you know, am I, do I look different, you know, after one week of exercise or whatever, 
And I think there's just like, just hearing you talk, like if you just kind of zoom out and you show up and you do things in alignment with like the person you want to be and what you want to get back, like it will, it can't help but equal what you want it to equal, right? It's just like, you just have to do it consistently enough, right? Like whether it's just like communicating effectively, being nice, right? Like, I don't know. I tell, I tell people all the time, um, like just for myself, I'm like, I just believe that like, if I show up in, in enough of the right opportunities and have enough of the right conversations, it's going to take me where I want to go. I'm not concerned with whether or not that one specific conversation equaled X, right? I know that the sum, it's kind of that mastery, like back to the very beginning of my conversation. It's like, we're all just accruing skills, right? Every opportunity, every touch point, every conversation is a chance to refine how I think about things, learn from other people, build, you know, uh, a repertoire that expands my horizons. And that's, that's all a good thing, right? It's all taking me in the direction that I want to go. And, and then, you know, if you can refine your communication skills in the process, all the better, right? Like we all need to be better communicators probably, or we all have a chance to improve upon that. Um, so yeah, I love, I love, um, I don't know, just maybe think about that. You know, I think we put so much pressure on like the immediacy of things. Um, when, like you said, it's just like put out into the world what you want to get back. And I promise you it will lead, like lead you in the direction that you, you want to go. Right. It can't, it can't help but equal, um, something good versus putting so much pressure on like, you know, I had that conversation with the phone company and that guy was an asshole. And now my whole day's ruined, right? Like just, you know, that, if that conversation goes well, like the next conversation goes well, right? Like it builds on itself. Um, so, um, well, Stacy, any, uh, closing thoughts? This has been an amazing conversation. I just so value, uh, your perspective and what you bring, um, to, to the table, but, um, yeah, two things, closing thoughts, and then uh, make sure um, where can people find you um, and what can they take advantage of if they want to engage with, uh, with you more um, outside, of, uh, outside of our conversation here. Yeah, sure. Um, so just closing thoughts, just to piggyback off of what you just said. So like when you identify your core values, right, and you're authentic to yourself, and then you couple that with being consistent on what you want to give out to the world and communications, right? There's no way that you can't be successful, right? Mm-hmm. Because when you're authentic to who you are and you're making yourself lighter, you're successful because you're happier, right? So that's that's my closing thought, right? So that's my closing thought. And that's what I've, um, I've done and I'm... I'm, I'm happier every day. Um, and so, yeah, so, um, I am Stacy Riley Conti. I can be, um, reached. Um, I'm very active on Facebook. Um, mother's pathway, um, is I'm on Facebook or Stacy Riley Conti on Facebook. Also, I'm very passionate about what I do. So I have a free gift. If you go to thrivingmomsguide.com, um, you can get my three gift, which is um, five tips on how to be, you know, more efficient and thrive as a mom. Um, but seriously, it, it really would pertain to anybody in life. And you don't have to be a mom. <laughs> um, but I just named it Thriving Moms um, Guide. But it, it is thrivingmomsguide.com. That's where you can go. Beautiful. Cool. And we'll make sure to drop all that in the show notes as well so folks can 
can get a hold of you. But um, yeah, thanks so much, Stacey. It's been a pleasure having you on the show. I know folks are going to get so much value out of this and um, look forward to connecting with you in, uh, in other ways. Thanks for, thanks for your time. Great. It was so nice to connect with you live, Taylor. Thank you so much.